Hello, and welcome to the Ripples in Space podcast. I'm John Davis. I'm Kate Reagan. And we are here once again with another piece of Flash science fiction. Last week we did say we would be back with a new episode of Tales from the Unending Void, but uh, things change. Things are flexible, so here we are with another uh, regular Flash fiction piece for you today. I am a liar, is what that all means. Shame. Shame. No, uh, yeah, things couldn't get any more confusing. (laughs) Next week, fingers crossed, we will have another part of Unending Tales from the Void, our fantastic, strange robot tale that is developing in a very interesting manner. Anyway, we have a piece here for you today called Elephant in a Snuffbox. And uh, just a little sneak peek into it. It's about time travel and a very interesting point of view, I uh, might add. So uh, I will introduce the piece and Kate will read it and then we'll talk about it. So here we go. Corin Holzman is a martial arts instructor who loves to write stories. Elephant in a Snuffbox is a product of a whole bunch of science fiction and a coffee-fueled bender of Doctor Who. He also runs a blog at katanerd.com and is on staff at Bending Genres and sportmartialarts.com as a writer-slash-reporter-slash-IT guy, depending on the day. Elephant in a Snuffbox by Corwin Holzman Imagine, if you can, sitting in a cardboard box. Your body presses against the sides, and there is a feeling of constant and musty pressure. It's a little tight, but also comforting and vaguely reminiscent of childhood. Playing in a cardboard box uterus of imagination, the only limits of its power being whatever you could come up with before Mom figured out what you were up to. Now take that warm, somewhat nostalgic feeling and compress it into the size of an atom. Oh, and instead of happy, fuzzy feelings of peace and general goodwill, insert pants-wetting terror coupled with irrational fear of the unknown. Because that's the slightest sliver of what it felt like to be sent. The pressure builds and builds tighter and harder, ever more intense. It's like fitting an elephant into a snuffbox. Theoretically possible, but conceptually horrifying. The world is spinning, and I feel the sudden urge to throw up. Good thing I'm stuck in a broom closet of the past. As I stare at the remains of my dinner I had in two years, I reflect on time travel. We are 99.9% empty space. It's the nature of electrons and molecules to bounce and the inherent Brownian motion of our constituent atoms creates a perception of solidity, of mass and size. But it was discovered it was possible to freeze anything. It's a horrifyingly expensive foray into the realms of numbers and extreme expense. But it's possible. Here's the main problem with it. Compressing all those electrons and atoms together in a stasis field shrinks everything down, except for the actual mass. So the elephant may fit in the snuffbox, but the snuffbox now weighs just as much as an elephant, thousands of pounds compressed into a square inch of space. 
Some crazy guy in Russia wanted to see what would happen if the hyper-dense elephant box was whizzed around really fast. What if it was brought as close to the speed of light as possible? Well, what happens is a small hole is created in the fabric of reality, and suddenly time travel has been invented. Oh, and the side effect is a disaster that made Chernobyl seem like a firework. On the plus side, tensions with Russia went way down. Anyway, fast forward, and you get me. Compressed into the cardboard box, pulled from the deepest pits of Dante's imagination, and sped up to a few sneezes shy of the speed of light. I was slipping between space and time with the target of two years ago. 730 days exactly, no leap years, to get to a certain point, to do a certain thing, to change the future. Well, the actual point of the mission was to deliver a data dump and a test subject, me, to the old lab. I had concocted a plan along the way, because things had changed. Humanity had lost its way. We had created a strategy of advancing human technology into the realm of what some would have called a religion. This is how it worked. We discovered time travel and how to do it, basically on accident. Fifteen years later, we sent an animal fifteen minutes into the future. Then, twenty years after that, a human. There was celebration. In small, very select circles, there was also dismay. It had taken us 35 years to do anything of value with this technology. Then there was an idea. THE idea, as it turns out. It was hypothesized that if a human was sent back to a time where we are aware of time travel and had the technological capabilities to continue the work with current information, there would be no reason why we couldn't bring all of our knowledge back and build on it even further. So, go back 15 years with the current data, then we got to the present, we would even be farther along. Then we would go back again and repeat the process over and over. Forever. It worked. And now we have been doing it for uh, a long time. The glittering apex of humanity lives in those idyllic time loops. The rest of reality and the time stream is completely destroyed. Temporal anomalies, monsters that make nightmares seem cute and cuddly, and an estimated lifespan of 32 years encapsulates the best part of the living hell the world has become. Subjects are picked from various locations in the time streams, and cleansed, which is a complete stripping of memory, personality, and everything above autonomic nervous system functions. They are then injected with data and sent back to build progress. We're basically living jump drives. Time travel only allows living matter to pass. Anything synthetic is lost, which means you start by being compressed. But when you arrive, you're the normal size. No one knows why, but there is a lot of research going on right now. I would know, I've had it all in my head. For some reason, the cleansing didn't quite hold and I'm still myself. Well, I think. I don't remember anything about my life, but I have a sense of self and all of the data from all of the time research done. So I'm a walking computer who had a sudden, horrifying realization. I have to destroy everything. I was traveling to perpetuate a loop that had been ongoing for generations and had destroyed everything we had held dear as a species. 
to save humanity from itself and to allow human progress to again be separate from that of science. I had to break the cycle. I have to destroy the data and I have to destroy myself. To save everything, I have to die. Most of my emotions have been stripped so I don't have to worry about sudden existential crisis. But I do have to figure out how to do it. And to this end, I'm hiding in what equates to be a broom closet. When I had arrived, there had been chaos. There always is. There is a patch of empty air that suddenly becomes a human body from the future, naked with a head full of data. I had woken up right about when the scalpel was cutting into my right temple. There was a very confused couple of seconds, and the tech was dead on the floor, and I was panting on the table trying to sift through all the data in my head. No one else came. There wasn't security. Most of it was automated, and there were only one or two data retrieval techs at the moment. Why would you need security for breathing corpses? My nervous system was scrambled to hell, so I wasn't even sure which way was up all the time. I staggered out of the lab and down the hall, flopping into the first empty room I had found, which just so happened to be this aromatic and noisome broom closet. The life of a time traveler. I wheezed a chuckle. Ignoring the reek of bleach and the drip on the faucet of the slop sink, it was time to find out what happened when I didn't do my job. I cracked the door and listened for the sound of voices. Nothing. For a moment, I rested my head against the cool metal of the doorframe. It was only a few years in the past, but it also felt so much different. This was in the safe loop. As far as I was aware... This was the only installation with the ability to receive travelers. If I overloaded the core, I should be able to destroy the entire facility. With a grunt, I flopped into the hallway and started pulling myself towards the core. My right eye wouldn't stop twitching. After a few minutes, I figured out how to walk in a reliable fashion using the walls to assist me. I found no one in my wandering, just lots of cameras. Looking at the information in my head, I knew they crewed the facility with as few people as possible. It was automated and removed from most of civilization. Best to keep the reality ripping at a safe distance, I suppose. The door to the core hissed open and I fell into the console. After a laborious minute of uncooperative limbs, I keyed in an overload function. A deep thrumming vibration buzzed through my skeleton. This would make Russia look like child's play. And there you go. Fitting an elephant in a snuff box. Figuratively, literally, who knows? No, we know. <laughs> <laughs> It's about time travel, and it's highly technical, which was kind of refreshing. It's always fun when someone goes a bit more in-depth in the logistics around. Which really speaks to the creativity of the person. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I'm a sucker for time travel stories of any kind. I, I think you're a sucker for anything sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, but... this, this guy over here, he likes robots. He likes time travel. He likes space and, you know... Machines that fly in space, which I think are called spaceships. So It reminded me a lot of Dark, which is a really cool German show, international show on Netflix. Very time travel as well. Um, and there is a time traveler who decides they're going to 
fix things. So Oh, you know. I haven't heard of that. That yeah. sounds interesting. It's very good. If you're listening, you should definitely watch it. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, you know, will we be able to travel in time? It's, it's a fascinating question. One day, will that be a reality? I don't know. It's kind of concerning. I imagine we would know, I guess, because it would show up in the past, but... I guess. My thought is, like, well, if there's a hole that's ripped into the fabric of reality to create time travel, what is that going to do on the mental stability of a person who goes through this reality-ripping hole in the universe? Well, then that gets into, like, butterfly effect, where his brain is, like, hemorrhaging. Yeah. Just like that. That's the sound your brain makes when it hemorrhages. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we enjoyed the story. Thank you, Corin. Um... It was fun. I love time travel, and I hope that whoever is listening is now thinking about time travel and not moi. <laughs> no, no, it's moi. That one, yes. <laughs> the sound I can't make. Well, um, other news here at Ripples in Space. We launched uh, two weeks ago now, I think. Two or three. Yeah. It's been up for a little while. We want fantasy stories now. Love fantasy. Sci- or not science fiction. Lord of the Rings is great. Um, never ending story. Oh, what else is there? Oh, there's so much. Any, you know, there's the Chronicles of mm. Narnia. There's all the Redwall series. Yeah. So fantasy's good. So what better way to introduce fantasy than with a fantasy versus science fiction writing, writing contest? Yeah. So, uh, be sure to check that out. If you write science fiction or fantasy, it's for short stories. Um, send those to us, and you could be entered for a chance to win one of three prizes, first, second, and third. Uh, grand prize being $450 through PayPal. Very exciting. Yeah, Money so, is good. Especially if you're writing, because we all don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're Stephen King, which is great. I love you, Stephen King. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> but you can go onto our submittable page, and you'll see all of the contest uh, rules and details. And we really look forward to seeing your stories coming in soon. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can always find us at ripplesinspace.com, see all of the great fiction we're publishing, and if you feel inclined to follow us on social media, we're there as Ripples in Space as well, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, with all that being said, thank you for listening, we'll see you next week. Take care, cheers from the void. Bye! <laughs>